0: This is Liz Colburn, host of Invited. Thanks for checking out the following podcast on Public House Media. happy whatever day, week, month of quarantine-ish it is for you. Welcome and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast during this crazy, crazy time. I am your host, Jenna Burt. I'm a military spouse of 10 years, a mom and a registered and certified dental assistant. Again, I just want to thank you for being here with me today. And if you find that anything in today's episode resonates with you, or if you know of someone else who might be interested in hearing today's episode, please share it. As always, I appreciate any and all feedback and I love to hear from you guys. So if you would like to leave some feedback, Please feel free to email me at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at Confessions of a Military Spouse, Instagram at Confessions of a Mill or at publichousemedia.org. So today I wanted to share with you what it's been like for my husband and I both being considered essential workers. I want to share the struggles we've had, how we've overcome them, what we're doing to keep ourselves and our family safe, and just kind of what our day-to-day life has looked like being a dual essential working family during this pandemic. So here we go. May not be thinking that it can't be much different since my husband and I both worked full time to begin with, and to be honest, I thought the same thing before I started back to work full time this past week. So that's why I wanted to chat about it. The first thing that we noticed that was really different. Um, was that we have to wake up much earlier to do our workout, but to also make sure that we're ready to go on time. Because since school is out and my daughter's daycare has been closed, I had to make other arrangements for childcare to continue working. Um, Thankfully, my daughter's best friend from school, her mom, who just so happens to work at their school, <laughs> offered to take Ella in and watch her during this time, which I am beyond thankful for. However, she lives on the complete opposite side of town as me and further than my work, which means I have to leave even earlier to make sure that I get her to my friend's house and still obviously make it to work on time. Also, I have to be at work early And her house is like a 25 to 30 minute drive from mine. (laughs) When Ella was in school, the time that I have to be at work was when she and my husband were leaving the house to go to school. So now we have to leave the house almost an hour before that, which means Ella obviously has to get up even earlier because she's a seven year old kid and it takes her 25 minutes to eat a bowl of cereal. (sighs) So it's quite a struggle. Then there's the other part, which is getting off of work. Um, So Ella's daycare is super close to my work, which is super nice because it doesn't take me long to get there to pick her up. Um, But obviously she's not going there right now. And because we both work full time, basically get off at the same time, which is late. (laughs) One of us obviously has to pick Ella up, which is usually me. But supper also needs to be cooked, which is also usually me because of the amount of time it takes my husband to get home because of quote unquote traffic here, um, which is nothing. Um, but anyway, and also because a lot of times he will have to work later than I do. And if we were like just to wait for him to get home and cook, it would be bedtime before we were eating. And first of all, that just doesn't work for me. And it definitely doesn't work for us as a family. Oh, yeah. And did I mention that there's this distance learning thing? Yeah, there's that. So pretty much every kid is out of school for the remainder of the year physically. But we here in South Carolina are not done with distance learning yet. So they still have schoolwork every single day that has to be done. Thanks, be to the sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> My friend that is watching Ella is a teacher, and our daughters are in the same class. So she helps Ella every day with all of her schoolwork um, when she's there. But, you know, I realize that not everyone is as blessed as I am um, to have someone like her to help her with her schoolwork. Um, and I just couldn't even imagine having to work a full day, getting up as early as we are, and then having to come home and cook dinner, eat, do distance learning with my kid, and you know still try to get to bed at a decent time. I just can't even imagine that. And like I said, not everyone that like has dual essential working parents is lucky enough to have someone that will not only watch their child, but will also help them complete what needs to be completed for them to finish school for the rest of the school year. So I am not lying when I tell you, I cannot tell you how thankful I am for all that she does. Now, let's talk about the fact that my husband is military, obviously, but that I'm also a dental assistant. Did you know that a dental assistant is the third person with the highest possible exposure rate to COVID-19? Ah, well, yes, now you do. Also, (laughs) did you know that the military breeds diseases like it's their job? Well, now you know that as well. Uh, For those of you that don't know, like sicknesses and illnesses and diseases and... I don't even want to know what else run rampant through the barracks all the time. And I mean all the time, like it's cool. So how does that make me feel? Well, honestly, it makes me feel a lot of different ways. It makes me worried for our daughter because it seems like she has double the chances of catching this thing since we both work quote unquote high risk jobs It also makes me worried for everyone else that I or my husband come in contact with, like my friend who watches our daughter and her kids or the elder lady at the grocery store or my immunocompromised neighbor. You know, the list goes on and on. But then again, I do think there is some overreacting happening. I know, but I do. Um, I know everybody's... Opinions and views of this are going to be different, but I'm also entitled to mine. You know, I know that this virus is a completely different beast, but I sit here and think about this and want to share this with you um, because it's something that has just kind of made my mind go, hmm. So back in March, when all of this COVID stuff had just started happening, I had bronchitis. Bronchitis. Hey, nobody got time for that. Anyway, (laughs) just as I was getting over that, my daughter ended up with influenza A. Now, I know for sure that during her contagious period, my husband and I were loving on her and kissing her and hugging her and probably even sharing food and drinks or something of that sort because we unfortunately were at home for my father-in-law's funeral. Now, we all had our vaccines this year. I have to have mine for work. My husband has to have one because that's what the government tells him. And we do choose to get our daughter vaccinated. And I know some of you won't agree with that, but it's what works for us. So this is what gets me thinking. How is it possible that she got influenza A while having the vaccine, but my husband and I never got it? Well, obviously I understand the way vaccines work and I understand that they're not always a hundred percent, you know, effective. They protect against certain strands and blah, 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 blah. Like I get that. But I think that it comes down to immune system. Everyone in our house had had the influence of vaccine. We had all been around the same people. We had all had the same stress level. If anything, my husband's was probably more, we had all been eating the same foods yet. Our daughter was the only one who got it. So why do I bring this up? Like I said, it's something that kind of makes me go, hmm. And because to me, this is kind of what I see COVID like too. I feel like everyone has a 50-50 chance of getting it or not getting it. And I know there are obviously precautions you can take to make the odds of you not getting it a little bit better. But the bottom line is that I think it mostly comes down to your immune system, which makes it that much more scary for the immunocompromised, the elderly, and those with weakened immune systems in general. I personally want to give a shout out to all of the healthcare and other essential workers. Oh my gosh, like the UPS drivers, USPS, FedEx, Amazon, all those people. Um, Grocery store workers. I mean, just the list goes on and on, honestly. Like... I have had to deal with some pretty crappy stuff at work and the dental office, so I can only imagine what these people are having to deal with, so shout out to you guys. You know, working through a pandemic is hard, and it definitely takes a special kind of person, (laughs) Um, and I definitely feel for the nurses and doctors who are literally face-to-face with the virus every single day. I mean, swabbing people's noses to see if they have the virus. Me, 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 but also you, With a job like that. But I also don't want everybody to forget all of the people who are in the dental field who are now returning back to work and have to potentially face this virus as well. You know, dental professionals are some of the people at the highest highest risk because of the aerosols produced during dental procedures. Obviously, we have PPE and things that we are supposed to wear and that we are wearing. But, again, it's not 100% nothing I feel like in this world is a hundred percent guaranteed. Um, and if you know anything about anything, a lot of things, (laughs) is that enough things for you can be transmitted through aerosols, which makes the virus especially scary for those of us in the dental field. I've had this conversation with numerous friends of mine that work in the dental field and we all feel the same way. And I think a lot of people tend to forget about dental professionals And the risks that we have, especially because you can be a carrier for the virus and spreading it without even knowing it. Then, you know, for me, with my husband being active duty military, he's obviously around a bunch of people every single day. He's around Marines with families, single Marines living in the barracks, Marines that have just gone back from deployment. I mean, the list goes on and on. And it's a lot. So he definitely has a chance of contracting something from someone at work and then bring it home to either us or someone else he comes in contact with because you know, of the same reason he could be contagious or the people around him could be contagious without even knowing. Now we have talked about how, We have to get everyone up in the house earlier. We've talked about how we're getting home later and eating supper later and then rushing around for bedtime. We've talked about the chances of catching the virus along with how quote unquote at risk we are for catching it given our amazing jobs. Now I want to talk about the exhaustion that has come along with this. Oh my gosh. When I tell you I'm exhausted, I mean exhausted, like literally falling asleep at 8 p.m. on the couch (laughs) with my mouth wide open almost every single night. If you guys don't believe me, reach out to me and I will send you pictures because my husband has plenty. Doing literally the bare minimum at the end of the day because I'm so exhausted and cannot get to bed fast enough. And I'm sure that my husband feels the exact same way. Now, I'm not sure if it's because Thursday is my Friday at work, because I don't work on Fridays, whoop, whoop, or if it was the monster that I drank in the afternoon on Thursday. Um, But Thursday evening was much better, and I finally was able to stay up later. And it may seem like not a big deal, but what I've learned from this weekend is that because I was so exhausted and because I did the bare minimum around my house all weekend long, I've Been playing catch up, cleaning my house, which was a disaster. And you guys, when I say a disaster, I mean disaster. Like cleaning my kids' bathroom should have been a workout of its own. It was so bad. But everything in my house needed to be cleaned from top to bottom, not to mention the loads of laundry we had. Normally, I would use my Fridays as my day to do all of those things because normally my kid's in school and then she goes to aftercare and my husband's working. So I just blare my tunes, clean my house. You know, I got my whole little routine. (sighs) Those are such a fond memory of the past now (laughs) Um, because, you know, she's not in school. And so... I have to make sure that I'm getting all of her stuff submitted on time. She's doing her schoolwork if it needs to be done. And this Friday in particular, we just wanted to go have fun with some of our friends. So on top of all of those things, are you guys exhausted just hearing this yet? (laughs) We have a dog that unfortunately is very old and very sick. So she started getting sick in February and we took her to the vet. We thought she was actually sick because she had been eating the cat poo and cat litter. I know. So gross, right? But this is real life, you guys. Um, And literally what I feel like sums up the life of a military spouse. So we took her to the vet to have her checked out. I say we, it was only me. And there was evidence that her eating those things was definitely making her sick. So we got her some medicine and we expected her to get better. However, she has not gotten better. So my husband took her back to the vet this weekend. But you guys, even those visits have changed. He couldn't go in with her. The doctor had to call us to let us know what he was thinking as far as what was wrong. And then we had to make a decision over the phone of, you know, what to do, treatment, how, you know, how we wanted to pay all of this stuff. And then they brought her back out to the car. It was a really unusual experience, you know, not being able to be present at the quote unquote doctor with her because we know she's terrified and she is going back in for some more testing that again, we, we won't be able to be present with her, um, to hopefully find out more about what's making her so sick. But you guys being a dual essential working family, it has been so hard to find the time to make that happen. And it's just not with our pup. Like I need to go to the doctor, obviously for very minor things. My daughter needs to see a specialist that's two hours away. But when we are both working and both very needed at our jobs, plus Everything else that's going on, it's hard to find the time to do those things. I mean, I have literally rescheduled this appointment with the specialist for my daughter like three or four times because I'll call with with a specific date and they'll schedule it and then they'll call me back and say, you know, that's a virtual day now and she has to be seen in the office and then we'll schedule something and then I realize like we've got a team meeting at work and I mean, it has just been insane, which again... Basically sums up military spouse life, but all of that brings me to my next point, um, which is the guilt that I feel as a parent, as a wife, an employee, a daughter, a friend—literally everything. Trying to juggle all of those things with being, you know, without being in the middle of a pandemic was hard enough, but I truly felt like I had it pretty under control then everything literally got turned upside down. Now, nothing is the same as it was before, and it's been super hard to find this happy medium where everyone, including myself, is truly happy. I feel guilty for not being the one who helps my daughter with her homework, but also super thankful that I have someone who does. I feel guilty that my house was a freaking disaster this week because I was so tired and literally did the bare minimum, but also thankful that we at least ate supper every night as a family. You know, I feel guilty that I haven't probably been the best wife I could be, but thankful my husband understands and picks up the slack for me, like folding clothes right now as I write this. There's just so many things I feel so guilty about, but as I feel guilty about them, there's usually something I feel so blessed about as well. I feel guilty that I spend so much time at work But it's a job that I love and I get to help so many people. And you would honestly be surprised by the amount of people that need help during this time, especially the elderly. And then there's my best friend on the other side of the country. I miss her beyond words, but it's hard for us to be able to actually sit down and chat because of the time differences. You know, when I'm often able to chat, she's usually working. And when she's able to chat, I'm usually sleeping or Working or just getting up for my workout. <laughs> and it makes me so sad, especially because I was supposed to physically be there watching her college graduation ceremony and it didn't happen. You know, everything this past week has been such a struggle. And I'm hoping that as time goes on and we find our quote unquote new normal, that things will get easier, better, and the guilt will get, you know, the guilt will become less. I know it'll never go away, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to find that good routine and a good balance for everything. You know, probably just in time for it to all change again. (laughs) Five months ago, I would have never thought that my husband and I would consider ourselves a dual essential working family. But then again, I never thought five months ago we would be in the middle of a global pandemic either. It's crazy to think about how in my 31 years of life... I've never experienced anything like this until now and seven years into my child's life. She's experiencing it too. And I try not to be a Debbie downer really do, but it does make me wonder like if something like this will ever happen again in my lifetime, it's literally turned my entire world upside down and everyone else's too, to be honest. And I don't like it. (laughs) So if I never experienced Anything like this, again, I would be 100% okay with that. Thank you for listening today and letting me give you a little bit of a glimpse into my mind and thoughts about being a dual essential working family. I know there are so many others out there that can relate, and I want you all to know that you are not alone. Maybe you're not a dual essential working family, but maybe your spouse is deployed and you are, quote unquote, solo parenting for even longer now. Maybe you had PCS orders and they've been pushed back three times. Whatever it is that you're going through during this pandemic, I want you to know that your thoughts and feelings are completely valid and you are obviously not alone. Again, thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform so you never miss an episode.